Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. I'm excited. I have my second threesome on the show today, uh, and I have two recurring guests, Ilsa Van Gogh and Keith Trimmels, who have been already prior guests at Back to Basics. Hello, both of you. How are you doing? Good morning. Very good. Thank you. This is exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm enjoy- I enjoy my first reason so much that I couldn't resist <laughs> to have two great, great people uh, coming back on the show. And so I'm going to refresh your minds, those of you that are listening to this, because when we're done, you're going to want to revisit their episodes if you miss them. But Keith, it's uh, episode 34 of Back to Basics, and he'll say it's episode 40 of Back to Basics. And... Um, as you know, we already doubled that number of episodes. So we chatted a while back. And one of the things that was recurring, uh, I like to say that we become friends like many other people, you know, never met them in person, but I feel like I've known them for, for a long time now. And, you know, we were talking about the concept of paying forward. And it seems to be such a relevant subject these days, one that resonates with a lot of people. So we say, let's improvise and have a conversation about it. So here it is. <laughs> we, <laughs> we all have our thoughts. And, uh, you know, the first one, just to get us going here talking, one of the things that I normally, when I chat with my husband, and I've shared this, I, I think people already are tired of knowing that he's Dutch. So we're very different. We come from very different cultures. <laughs> and uh, and sometimes, and I'm not saying that the Dutch, you know, are very, you know, tight. They're not. But, you know, Latin <laughs> culture is known for being a little bit more, more, you know, open and friendly than the Nordic culture. And uh, so in the concept of paying forward, more than once I've had to justify myself with him in terms of why are you doing that for this person? And he's a great guy. Don't take me wrong. He does plenty good for others. But I find myself justifying why am I doing certain things? I don't think the concept of you do good, you know, and then see what happens is that popular with many people. What do you think, Keith? Uh, Do you have any good theories about that? I think everybody inherently does it, but... um it's obviously easier with people, you know, than with people you don't know. And, you know, say in Christian theology, you know, the idea is to help strangers and, you know, people that you don't know. I was reading something just the other day and, and it was talking about, and I, and I honestly, I don't recall who had written it, but it was, I thought it was very poignant and it's actually, it it fits with what you just, what you just asked. And that's that our, our, our nature as humans is that we track numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, and for lack of a better word, this wasn't the, the verbiage that was used, but we keep score, okay? And, and so whether it's a game where we keep score or, you know, people's houses measuring by square foot or how many cars or what the cost of their car is or boats or, you know, business are, and, and, and whether we're in the business of 
of creating a business. We're entrepreneurs, so we measure everything by growth. And hey, are, you know, are we growing five percent this year? Or we measure the growth of our children. Hey, they've they've grown two inches, you know, over the last year. We're wired to do this comparison of of numbers and this measurement, and. And I think somehow that filters in because we're wired that way. It filters into the idea of of if we're gonna do something for somebody, where's the measurement? You know, or have we have we have we done five things and have we gotten five things back or six things or four? Not that one is right or wrong, but our brains are just kind of wired that way. And I think they're it, just in sitting back and observing. There seems to be an evolution, and and Ilsa and I have talked about this uh, outside, and you and I have talked about it, Letitia. And is is the idea that 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 over the course of our lives, most most business uh, successful business owners that I know, that a lot of them who have helped me in 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 my journey, there, there's an evolution from maybe in their twenties and thirties where they're they're trying to succeed, and and their brains wired as this measurement way. To as as they get towards the the backside of their career and they've achieved their goals, to where they've been able to to come to a place of subconscious after going through a process of conscious thought, but get to a a place of subconscious thought where where they can give without thinking about that measurement and and that's when the real power of paying it forward starts to show itself when when you when you go from you know maybe earlier where you don't even you're unconscious about it and you're not even thinking about it. And then you realize the power and you start to consciously pay it forward. And then all of a sudden you take this next leap and, and you realize you're paying it forward without even consciously trying to pay it forward. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think actually it's great uh, um, to, to, to ask you. So I think we all can relate to some aspects of what you said, uh, Keith, about not being aware and then all of a sudden becoming aware. So Ilse, have you experienced something like that? Yes, absolutely. And I totally agree with uh, Keith. Uh, it's true. I experienced that. And last night I was thinking about it. Uh, it just came to my mind that for the longest time years ago, I did things and now it appears to me that this is actually was paying forward, not knowing that I actually was doing this. And to me that uh, the the enlightenment that uh, this is actually what it was, uh, right now I can be much more deliberate in paying forward. But I, I had so much enjoyment um, just thinking about the past, how I influenced some of the people I met throughout my life and as a um, college professor, as a high school teacher, and also with my family, that I did things which I always thought I just want them to do well. You know, why can't I just help them to do well? Sometimes that obviously fires back at me. But on the other hand, I think um, to provide help and to provide time and uh, for people who are very much uh, maybe are not saying it, but they probably would like to have somebody to push them along a little bit. And it's in my nature, actually, as a teacher, so to speak, I look at myself as a teacher throughout my whole life, to want uh, people to do well. And uh, so I 
myself, I get satisfaction out of it, but I can also see that sometimes it actually took hold. And if you allow me, uh, I will give you just a brief example. Oh, where yeah, this, yeah. I was going to ask this, you, tell us a story. <laughs> I want to hear a story. And this, and this was an, uh, really an, uh, something that, wow, did I actually do this? Um, like uh, in 2015, I walked through the airport in Washington, D.C., getting on my flight, and the lady who, a beautiful young lady, uh, who took my ticket, checked me in, and so on, and all of a sudden she said, Miss Van Gogh, don't you recognize me? And I looked at her, mm -hmm. and I said, well, uh, let me think, <laughs> you know, I'm, how should I, what, uh, why did you think uh, you knew me? And she said, Miss Van Gogh, Remember, and then uh, I was the last one in line. I was in high school in 12th grade, and I had to drop out of school two months before summer vacation. Unbeknown to myself, she actually was pregnant at that time. A high mm. school kid was pregnant. And so she had to stay home, and I brought my uh, the curriculum to her, and I was sitting with her uh, sometimes two or three times a week, and um, we also talked, she showed me her room where she had a, a crib for the baby and all those kind of things. And she was such a young girl. And she actually, the whole family lived in poverty. So we got to talk a lot and ask her about her dreams and so on. And she, she was quite a, quite a quiet girl and didn't have many friends. So she um, said, you know, I would like to become a stewardess. I said, that's a wonderful dream. But she said she couldn't do this. As then throughout the weeks, we we talked about more and I brought in more um, newspaper clippings and things like this. And all I told her, you, if that's your goal, you can, you can achieve it as long as you work hard and here are some of the steps you can take. And um, so I lost track of her. Um, at the beginning of the vacation because I went overseas to do some work overseas. And lo and behold, there she was in front of me and um, actually did uh, achieve her goal. And she said, you know, and she gave me a big hug and said, if you hadn't talked to me and encouraged me, um, I have a 15-year-old son now and I'm doing good. And to me, I still get choked up about this. To me, it was, when I think about it, it took 15 years actually to see the, wheat, uh, the, the seeds you planted that they actually came to fruition. Of course, you never know that, especially as a teacher, you never know this. But that to me, I said, I just did it because I wanted to do it. But I said uh, to myself last night, I said, you know, this is um, from now on, and I've done that lately to be more deliberate in my uh, pain forward because I do uh, support ministries and go on uh, trips to bring fresh water to people all over the uh, world and also have a vision clinic I support. So I'm doing things more deliberately. But then I thought, well, you know, isn't that good to know that you actually did something you didn't even know it would and up like that, you know, it's kind of very gratifying. On the other hand, the girl, the young woman did everything on her own. But maybe, just maybe, I showed her that this can be done. So that's... Uh, oh, that's a that beautiful was, story. 
Yeah, it's it's unbelievable because this young woman, they lived in poverty in Southern Maryland. And there was just, I think I was the most of the interest in her, just listening to her and um, kind of helping her to see, see that the you can have a goal and it can be achieved, but it does take a lot of work. And uh, so she did the work. And I'm still very proud of her. I imagine. I, I always uh, tend to think about the, um, you know, the, the those teachings. I think, I mean, I'm Catholic, so I, I read the Bible. But, you know, when you throw, there's a parable where you throw the seed in on the ground, on earth, on the ground. no, mm-hmm. and, and it relates to work many times. So when I'm desperate with work, mm-hmm. I always think about that. They say the fact that you don't see it growing every day doesn't mean it's not growing. And I and with pay forward, I kind of see I see just the exactly. same way in your story. It's beautiful. I mean, you planted a seed 15 years ago and then didn't see it, and now you turn and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful tree that gives you shade and gives you so much pleasure and it, and it's so right. powerful, absolutely, so yeah. powerful. But, but the interesting thing, and I still see her face in me when she read my name. My name, Van Gogh, is not a regular name, and she kind of recognized me. And her whole face just lit up. That's the reward I'm getting. And and and, and it's great. And and and, and I'm sure it's beautiful. You, yeah, absolutely. And when you become aware, you also I'm sure you acknowledge what others have done for you. Um, Kid, do you have anything that you acknowledge maybe way back when that someone did something that eventually changed or impacted the trajectory of your life? Oh God. I mean, the number of people that, that have impacted mine, I, I think of, uh, a gentleman named Charlie Johnson, who is one of the best engineers I ever met, certainly the best engineering manager. And uh, Charlie just being Charlie was, he was just a very mellow laid back guy. And when I got thrown into a situation, uh, with a eight figure construction project and I think I was 20, for at the time. I don't know. I was just a, a couple years removed from school and took over. My boss had left. And so I was, I had 20 some odd people underneath me. It was, it, it was a, a baptism of fire basically. And, and Charlie just essentially put it in perspective for me and, and, and allowed me, my, my nature of wanting to do everything right and getting uptight about trying to make sure everything right. Charlie just kind of talked me off the ledge, if you will. But I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to Ilsa's story, and I'm blown away because I've known Ilsa now for over 20 years, and I've never heard that story. And, oh, you heard and, it and, first, and, and back to basics. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, but I've, I've, I've seen her do this over and over, and you know, we've our, our personal journeys have been so intertwined over the last 20 nice. years. It's amazing, and and. And as I'm listening to her story, it's funny because she's thinking about her whole point was that she was creating a ripple without intending to create. She wasn't consciously throwing a stone into the pond, but she was creating a ripple. And and I had I Ilsa and I have had extensive conversations about her her mother and and the ripples and, and some of these things. And those of those of you who have listened to her podcast probably know a little bit about that backstory and. And, and, but here's what it brought to mind for me is Letitia, you, you, the way you and I met 
was through a very similar thing. It was an unintended ripple. Uh, mm -hmm. You were, you had Kristen Stelzer on your podcast, and Kristen was a woman that I had met through LinkedIn. She happened to be an engineer like me, and there was a lot of similarities. She reached out to me. She was getting into the, the marketing and copywriting industry. Uh, she and I talked. I just talked to her, and I mean, I recognized the skill she had, and I said, here's, I mean, you're, you're already there, blah, blah, blah. And she mentioned it in that podcast, which blew me away, is similar the same way that Ilsa just described, and I wasn't even aware that I was doing it. I was just doing something that it made total sense to me. And I, I just was recognizing much as Ilsa, I was recognizing the potential somebody already had that maybe they didn't see in themselves or didn't believe that they had. And, and then it, then it kind of, as I'm listening to Ilsa's story, that was how you and I um, were introduced Letitia. And then I said, you and I, we, we've had a few conversations, obviously, um, as you mentioned, feel like we're kind of friends now. And, and I know from what you've told me that you started this podcast with certain concepts in mind, but you also didn't have an idea that you were doing the same thing as far as unconsciously paying forward some of the lessons that, that, that you've learned throughout your life and you know from your parents or other people that were important to you and i would love to hear a situation where you had an example like that a you know a story about somebody who impacted your life sure no it's great and and you know and we say uh that the first reaction is say oh my god so many right so besides obviously trying to leave like with love and kindness uh, as an as an example and and my kids, you know, they are 10 and, and 6. And the other day we helped this young guy that was uh, left. His car was stranded without battery. And we were going to have dinner. And, we, you know, it's just like, can I stop for 10 minutes and help someone? He didn't even ask me for help. I offer. And just that that is one thing, like leading by example and what putting in the world just goodness. But I often think about... Um, especially now that uh, I, I get I get asked this favor often for friends. When I was a young woman, I, I had just I was graduating university and I wanted to do an internship that was meaningful, that was good. I wanted to have a great head start. And so, of course, who do you ask for help? Your father or your family, right? Dad, I want an inter I, I want an internship that it's good. And so he obviously reached out to to all of his friends and people he knew. And among those, he, he reached out to Edgar Fernandez um, and uh, here in Miami, I was in Venezuela at the time, and he used to work for Merrill Lynch. And, um, and sure enough, my dad asked, and as he asked many people, as many people asked me, can you help my daughter? She just graduated. How many times we get that question, you know, like, how can we help? And I find that sometimes people don't go the extra mile to really find the help. But you know what Edgar did? And he got me an unpaid internship at Merrill Lynch, Miami. So I came from Venezuela to Miami to do my undergraduate internship um, before my last year of school. And that was something that changed my entire career. I'm probably leaving Miami because of that internship, because I came back to Venezuela 
and they hired me in Merrill Lynch, Caracas, because, you know, thank God I did a good job here in Miami. And then it was Edgar who said, now you're going to do your MBA and, 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 you know, do it right away. So, you know, it's a, again, like planting that those words of wisdom as a paid forward, kind of what Ilsa, Ilsa uh, described, planting that seed. And, uh, and I am forever thankful for him because that, that really changed, uh, where I'm at. But also when uh, just in the past two days, I've been asked by two different people, could you help my daughter find a job? Because the situation is really uh, mm -hmm. difficult. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I went back to that memory. I say, if he hadn't gone the extra mile out of his busy day to really look, then my life would be different. And, and mm -hmm. so that's what inspires me to really dig into how can I help these young people? Uh, women find something that's worthy and that could change their career. So, and I'll bet, I'll bet that he wasn't thinking about what was in it for him when he was doing it because he just Not wanted to do it for. And and so now you are mirroring what was provided to you. You're, uh, the, and, and this is the the analogy that I used when Ilsa and I started talking about this. This, this is going back a couple decades now. Is you, you <laughs> well that, 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 that you. You throw a stone into the pond and you create a little ripple and you have no idea where that ripple is going to go. But it, as an engineer, in my mind, you, you create this ripple and assuming, you know, no friction and obviously all the rest of it, it goes on forever until it hits a shore. And you and and so here. So here's Edgar. He created a ripple and then it's coming through you and you're a little island in the pond and it's continuing on. You're 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 maybe redirecting it to these other women and then probably 20 or 30 years down the road, they'll have it redirected and it's going to, and it just, so here's Edgar impacting some women in Miami that he not only didn't know, but he had no idea. Heck, they probably weren't even born at the time. Some of them. So absolutely, that's, it, that's the power of paying it forward. It's just amazing that, that you create an impact with people that you you've never met. You know, as as the saying goes, you've never met the side of heaven, right? Yeah, and and I'll go one step further. Is that the ripple? It's even wider because I can assure mm. you. And Edgar would say say this. He actually got me married. He was the 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 be, judge of peace or be, how do you say peace <laughs> of judge when I got married civil. I told him you you're gonna marry us. So he actually also did that. But um, you know, my father is so, is such a charismatic person. So when mm -hmm. he met my father, he also was, you know, taken away by, by the quality of a human being that my dad was, or my dad is rather, he's still here, thank God. And so, you know, I'm sure that that had something to do with it. I'm sure that a lot of people ask him favors and then, but then someone that was nice in nature and good inspired that in him. And, and, and then it's like a ripple. You do something because something inspire you that you don't, cannot even touch. You know, I'd like to maybe uh, add something to it because, and, and I, I've written this down because I didn't want to mess it up. Oh, <laughs> really. <laughs> uh, so my daughter, she's also an engineer, and she had worked as a chief of operations for the, for the architect of the Capitol. She doesn't work there anymore because she took on the big, position in the private industry. And while she was at the uh, working at the um, Capitol, she was interviewed. And here, just just takes one half minute just no, to go um, ahead. That's why we're respond. here. Great. 
So the question was to her, we read that working for the architect of the Capitol is a lifelong dream come true for you. What made, uh, what lit that spark of passion to serve, preserve and inspire our national monuments? And this was her answer. Well, it kind of blew me away because my daughter and I, we love each other, but uh, as sometimes mothers and daughters are, you know, uh, I had to read it uh, through the newspaper. My mother is my biggest role model. She's an immigrant who moved to the United States, supported three children, working three jobs while also learning a college degree while also earning a college degree at night. Her journey, in my view, is the American dream, inspiring others through service by preserving our national monuments is my way of giving back for all that this nation have, has given my family. I still get choked up about oh, this. Oh, but it's so beautiful. I love that so, you're sharing that with us. Yeah, um, so the ripple, it continues because the ripple will continue with her daughter and her daughters with her family eventually. So this is something that it really, um, really made me very proud of her. Let, uh, let, me, let, me, let me jump in, Ilsa, because I'll extend that even further because this goes to the conversations we've had. So Ilsa right. learned that what Ilsa was modeling in her behavior, which she wasn't even conscious of, was part of what the gift that her mom and her dad, exactly. because I know some of the things that, that her mom and dad had given to her. And now your daughter, Chrissy. So Chrissy had hundreds of people that were working under her and reporting to her. Exactly. And she, she was modeling that and passing that on. And those people, where did it go? I mean, it's almost a geometric right. progression, right. how it right. expands. Right. Yes, um, I, I tend to agree with this. Yes, the modeling to be consistent in your um, the way you raise your children and the expectation of the children, but also put an expectation on yourself. You have to be a role model in order to the children believe in you, what you're telling, what they're asking them to do. So I, I do think that is it's quite interesting uh, that you don't even know through all the years you raise your children, how does it all end up? But um, I think it all ended up in a good way. I'm very, uh, very pleased with that and also very happy with this. Yeah, no, and it's so powerful. I, I see as a parent that is definitely a right. big responsibility right. when you know um, right. what's happening. But also I, I want to go back a bit because I think it's uh, it's important is that I feel that you know as we were saying sometimes we just do it is the nature is maybe what we've seen others do by example so that's why right. we do it which is natural right. although you said I know your story I mean in, in Germany right. if you haven't heard that episode I mean she really lived uh, you know from the other side of normally we don't hear you know what the German kids were were going through you know when during Second World War. So it's it's probably you didn't see a lot of that or whatever you saw like really impacted you. But yes. I feel that now, even by having this conversation, we are intentionally, as we say, manifesting good. And, and we've heard this many mm -hmm. times. It's like one thing is being good because you're good and it's almost like you're on automatic pilot and it's happening and, and, and it's mm -hmm. fine. But when you put like intention into it, like saying, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get anything out of this, but I'm going to do it. 
that mm-hmm. I think it's compounding energy that that we're creating. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Sounds True, but I had the honor to interview Tammy Simon, founder of, of Sound True, Back to Basics. And, and her tagline is uh, awakening the world with the information they put out, with the things they put out. And so I think that now we are almost like just by talking about it, we are awakening others to the fact that, yeah, you're good and do, doing a good deed can have a compounding effect if you're intentional about it. What, what do you think about I, that, kid? I I totally agree with you. And and uh, so it's it's interesting because one of the one of the first um, deep conversations that Ilsa and I had was uh, over <laughs> over an appetizer and drinks at a Mexican restaurant in uh, in in it's Boston. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, we were talking and, and Ilsa gave me a book and then we were, we're chit chatting about it. And it was a, a book by Ayn Rand called, uh, oh, yeah. um, the, the virtue of selfishness. And it was, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't in, in a negative sense. It, it was more in a, in a self-interested sense is what I would call it. But, but here's kind of why this, why this just flashed through my head when you asked me that, Letitia, is that if we want to talk about being intentional with good energy, okay, and 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 obviously you've got to go through the intentional phase, and in, in my in, in my observation, go through the intentional phase to get to the 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 con- the unconscious phase where it just becomes part of who you are. Um, it's totally selfish to mm-hmm. to spread good energy because. Yeah. It all comes back to you, and and uh, you know, I, I, like you, I'm Catholic, and the whole, the whole, uh, you know, from a Christian theological perspective, one of the sayings is you can't outgive God, right? So, mm-hmm. so if you're if you're sending that good energy out selfishly, you, you should be doing it in your own selfish interest because it's going to come back to you, and it'll come back to you in ways that you can't even comprehend. And Ilsa and I were working on, we're working down on the sailboat here uh, last month. And uh, we had this interesting situation where I had found a, a, a gentleman's cell phone. It was early in the morning on a Saturday and had no idea whether it was, it, it was, it was in the, the restroom. He left it in the restroom and it, uh, wasn't sure whether it had been left the night before by somebody who had been, you know, partying or whatever, or somebody who was getting ready to, to go working in the morning. And, it was locked. It had a screen lock, so I had no way of getting into it. And um, and and so Ilsa and I were working, and I kept trying to. The text alerts are coming up, and and I, you know, so obviously it's interrupting us as we're working. And I'm just frantically trying to figure out who it is. And and Ilsa says, well, "Why are you worried about?" It? I said, "Well, he's probably worried about his phone." Well, then Ilsa went and grabbed the phone, and she accidentally triggered Siri, and <laughs> and and so. So long story short, we use Siri to call one of the people and start calling the text numbers or the names that I had. And we were able to track down who this guy was, not him, but who he was. And then we were able to get it to him. Turns out he was a a, a young gentleman who was a captain of a fishing boat and his entire business was on the phone. So how he was charging his customers, well, he got it back. He he realized he was missing his phone. They were out on a, a fishing charter. He's out on the ocean. He w- went to get the rest of his, uh, the customers finish their payments and everything because they put down payments on and he didn't have it. So he was going to lose half of his money or, you know, figure out h- how to find a way. And he got it back and 
I, the guy's name is Sam. I think, I don't know. I'd have, you know, I wrote it down somewhere. I I, I don't remember, Mm -hmm. but, but the, the point is, is I don't know where that's coming back, but putting that energy out there and, and I know my experience has shown me that it's to, to use a baseball analogy, if you're sending the energy to to right field down on the first baseline, when it comes back to you, it may come back from the third baseline. It'll come back from, it'll seem like it's out of left field, but it's all interconnected in the workings of the universe. Yeah, I, I do think um, for myself, I don't ever expect anything to come back. But I when I do something that's under pain forward, Afterwards, I just feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. I just felt that needed to be done. But, um, and I go on with my life, but there is some kind of reaction in my body, in my mind, that yes, that was the right thing to do. If the other person accepts it or not, I have no control of it. But there is some kind of calmness in me. And I can move forward, but something seems to bother me when I see something happening around me, or maybe I can have an impact. And uh, if I don't go forward, I feel very uptight for a long time. And then eventually, if I have another chance, I go forward with this. But whenever I do something which, oh, it just puts a smile on my face. And I think that's the reward for stepping outside, you know, your uh, own environment and having faith that uh, it might help the other person or persons. Because as Keith said, because um, pain forward is just as much for the person and to grow as the person who's giving. So uh, to me, it's um, just, it just makes me just feel good, very relaxed and very calm. And that I did something I was meant to do. I think that's key what you just said, that you you know what feels good within yourself and that's why you do it. Because I think, and I was going to ask this question, so this is perfect. I think that we're also faced, especially now, right? We're not going to go into politics, but we, you know, we know the U.S., it's it's a divided country and, and we are experiencing so many feelings that, you know, right. and and even at work, you know, because it, it has been the case for me where I've, I've, I've done many good deeds for many people and then I've been there when they have the chance to do something good for me and they haven't. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so, so that's a hard one to deal with because then you, I, I don't know about you, but I get into conflict, right? I'm like, oh my God. I, and I'm, and I'm pissed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I never did it on the first place for getting something, but then to know that these people that basically owe you goodness don't do the same when they were had the perfect opportunity is something that I've struggled with because then I take it personal. And, and, and Letitia, Letitia, that's an example of how we're wired to keep score, even when we Absolutely. weren't keeping your intent. And, and I think the power comes when we can consciously overcome that subconscious scorekeeping. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. agree. I yeah. agree. Go ahead, Ilse. You, you, Yes, um, that reminds me, and I've shared it with Keith. I did uh, pro bono uh, work for a church here, 
And it took a lot of time for me to put this training session together and so on. And, and you know, thinking about Christian people and uh, church and so on, you would think I was, you know, once I presented it, you would think you would get a thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and it really bothered me. They just took it because it's actually, I know how much work goes into developing a presentation, a kind of interesting presentation. And I had to consider a lot of different uh, angles and specific to this audience. But I told uh, Keith, you know, not even a thank you. You know, and then I thought I'm finally coming down on that. I said, you know, Elsa, you did it because you wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to do this. Mm -hmm. you, you you told them I'd be able to help you. And uh, just because it's a certain community that where you automatically expect to be, wow, you know, um, thank you, thank you, bless the Lord and all those kind of things. I didn't get anything of it. So uh, I had to get over it. And I did. I did. And, I'm glad I did it. And, <laughs> but, and, and do you, and do you, like do you remember the rest of the conversation, Elsa? <laughs> well, I was, was, was. <laughs> So the rest of the conversation, what I said is, you know, because we're talking, you know, in a, in a uh, Christian theology and Christian situation exactly. is that God sees that. And yes. there's there's a note of it, and it's going to come back some other way. Not it's just, and this is the frustrating thing. It's also like you know whether we're dealing with kids, yeah. or or family, we expect that. Hey, look, I I helped you out and and did this. And again, that's part of the I, I guess the the keeping score. So to so to, I, I actually want to follow up with Letitia. So. So how did you reconcile? How did you reconcile that, Letitia? Because it's totally normal to be just so frustrated and pissed exactly. and say, "Oh my God, why?" You know, can so so. What did you do? Well, I I, I did a lot of introspection and uh, I focus <laughs> I focus on the feeling that Ilsa described, which is at the end of the day, I did not do it looking for personal gain. No. And uh, at the end of the day, now, Keith, what you said. God knows what I've done and that knows where it comes from. It comes from a genuine place. And and then I've learned, of course, through experience, I got upset many times before getting to this reflection, <laughs> is to, you know, in the practice of mindfulness, which I've embraced lately, uh, right. just being aware of why, why is this feeling bothering me? Why is it? Yeah. Is it, and at the end of the day, it's ego, right? It's like, okay, my ego is hurt because... I could have gotten that deal. You know, it's more about the deal than about not paying it forward. I wanted to, to close the deal. But I realized that at the end of the day, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So immediate gratification. This is, if you focus on immediate gratification, you're going to get disappointed time over <laughs> and, and over and over. But if you see it as the bigger picture, like now, yeah. for instance, I've been, I've been getting a lot of good things out of nowhere. And so, mm -hmm. and so now I, I realize too, okay, all these good things out of nowhere might come from one of those times they screw me it, up. <laughs> well, well you know, it, you know, it's, it's, it's coming from a place where you put that energy out into the universe exactly. and you were, whether, whether it was intentional or, uh, or unconscious, it's now, as you say, and this is kind of that baseball analogy, you were sitting here focused on, my God, I, I get this energy. I gave this energy on the first baseline, and right. this person who's sitting on first base 
blew me off when they had the chance. And now all of a sudden this flood of stuff is coming back from the other side of the stadium. And we think they're disconnected, but, um, so, so there's a gentleman named Robert Ringer and he talks about this and it's, 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 he talks about it from the scientific standpoint, all atoms in the universe are connected. So if we're mm -hmm. putting out good energy, the vibration, that good vibration goes through all these atoms. It's all interconnected. And what seems to be coming back from left field is actually not, it, it's the ripple that we actually created yeah. coming yeah, back right. and hitting us. Right. Exactly. Uh, that's, um, with this project, because it took me pretty much all summer, and uh, then I eventually, I'm, I'm good, because like I said, I offered it, I did it, and I didn't really expect anything in the end, you know, but nevertheless, but then I thought, well, you know, be practical with this one. It's going to be on your list of the volunteer work you have been doing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be added to my list, you know, in case somebody needs a list of my volunteer work or some kind of skills and so on. But uh, nevertheless, it's a learning process and we all have emotions. But on the other hand, I always go back. I offered it and I'm good with this now. I'm really good with this because the people are getting something they need it and, and that's it. Yeah, and I, and I think yeah, that's all right. And I think it has a lot to do also with who you are, because at the end mm -hmm. of the day, the mm -hmm. people will know who you are. If you're consistent yeah. in your actions and in being that kind of person that pays it forward, then I think by now we all, we're not that young. And, and I think we've established, like now people know who we are, right? And, and those people exactly. that, that have been inconsistent, I believe, because of, of, of a short-term game, because of just going after something and then forgetting the ethics and who they are and the values. You know, I, I think I did it. I did a video for my new webpage recently and I found the words like, I don't want to compromise my essence Yeah, mm -hmm. for nothing. And so once, mm -hmm. once I live true to that, then all the decisions are very, are very easy and paying it forward really becomes an easier exercise. Absolutely. Um, because uh, with uh, Keith, we talked about it too. I always long time when you're young you want to kind of not change but be with a group and you become a little bit different than who you really are but as you grow older and um, have a lot of experiences you want to be a stay yourself you know you Ilsa will always be Ilsa what mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever whoever she is you know I know who I am and it will not change I will listen and take in good suggestions and good information and good guidance, but the, uh, my moral compass uh, will not change. It's, um, it will just not change. So, yeah. Well, and, and, and the cool, and the cool thing is what you just described, Bill says that, you know, as you get older, that that's a natural, it seems to be a natural progression from what I've observed, but anybody <laughs> at any time in their life can make that conscious decision to say, Hey, look, yeah, I've, I've been inconsistent or I recognize this if they take the time, as Letitia said, to be introspective and to look at themselves mm -hmm. and they can make that change. And and whether you make that change out of altruism, hey, look, I want to be a better person or whether you make it from the quote unquote selfish perspective of this is in my best, my personal best interest to yeah. do this. It's it's kind of like um, 
it's kind of like going to the gym, right? So whether you make the decision consciously and say, I'm going to do this for the right reason or whether, you know, what your reason is, once you develop that habit, all of a sudden, good things come from exercising right. regularly. It's the right. same thing. We're just exercising a good energy muscle, if you will, right. rather than our arms or our legs. I, I think that's a good uh, analogy, Keith. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's why you're both here. That's why you're both here. You're, you're amazing. It's amazing conversation. And, and I think uh, to Keith's point, it's... Uh, it's uh, when it, it becomes nature to you, yes. it, mm -hmm. it, it's easier because it, it's undeniable that we all going to face great challenges. Like, and as Cecil said, uh, in your you know younger years and then through the life, but that didn't define you. And so yeah. when when you allow your experiences, you know, to just be and you live through them, but you just don't compromise, you know, those those things that you can do for others. Then, then you know you have the tools to really navigate through through what life brings you. You're absolutely correct, Leticia. It, um, my past, it's there, but it doesn't define me uh, because uh, I move on. Is it with me all the time? Yes, but as everyday living, I have to adjust to each little turn we take. But in in essence, I do stay true to myself. I, you know, I acknowledge what goes on in my world, but um, I will not uh, make a, a change because things around me change all the time. That would drive me nuts because I'm centered to in my own being, and uh, it just makes me much calmer person. I'm usually a pretty pretty energetic person, but it makes me much calmer, and I'm much more. I much more love myself for it. And for that reason, I can give love to other people like um, my grandchildren or my children or my friends much more easily. And I think that's a, you know, kind of pain forward too. If, you, uh, if you're good to yourself, if you love yourself, then that will have ripples in the ocean that goes all the way around you to everybody who you come in contact with. Oh, that's uh, that's such a great, great, uh, almost closing thought. I mean, I, I love it. What about you, Keith? You want to share, you know, any closing thoughts, anything that uh, that we should have discussed that we didn't? Well, I, you know, I, I think Ilsa's thought was an incredible closing thought. I, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's uh, with the self-love being, you know, right. it, it, it gets, it, depending upon the perspective, it, it can you know, it could be negative or positive, obviously self-love and the selfish on the center of the universe. Like every baby is the center of the universe. They believe the world revolves around them because every adult does do exactly what they want. So, but that hopefully over time, you know, we grow and we realize that, you know, it's all interconnected and, and, and we, we, we gain value when we, when we focus on, on the giving and the paying it forward and by doing that, uh, you know, as I said earlier, you can't outgive God or you can't outgive the universe, depending on your theological perspective. And it all comes back. There's a there's an excellent book about this, and it's um, if you get a chance. Um, I'm trying to remember the author is is Bob. I can't remember Bob Berg might be his name, but the the book is called The Go Giver, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's a phenomenal uh, framework. 
whether you're just want to read it as an individual or whether you want to construct your business around this concept. I know people who have, who have done that and it's trans transformed their business. Oh, that's, uh, I definitely will put it on the show notes and, you know, I'll use what you just said to have a short closing thought, which is around, you know, doing it, you know, for your business, the beauty about everything we have been talking about is that I don't see things separate. Like I find that a lot of people think, okay, this is what I'm going to do in my business. This is what I'm going to do in my personal life. And they write business plans. And then, you know, sometimes we don't realize that these things that for many people think like a waste of time, like Mm -hmm. doing, you know, even courses or seminars or, or getting in cohorts where you discuss this, just by discussing this, you are also building your business. It's not separate because then you will embed these, these concepts in how you're running your business and the business culture. And it will have ripple effects there too. Yeah. Leticia, I have to say, and I always thank Keith because we both connect on so many different levels, <laughs> intellectual level, business levels, and so on. And he's always there to listen. That's a good very good part of Keith. Uh, many other good parts are of him too. But um, we have this relationship for so many years because we are honest with each other in business and um, also in our relationship to other people and our families. And it seems like even though we disagree once in a while, which is a good thing, but we always come back to the basics that uh, we have the similar goals in mind and we have to work it together. And for that, I'm very appreciative. And I can tell as an outsider that you have the one of deepest respects that I've, I've, see, I've I, witnessed between two people. I mean, the, you, you two, the two of you just have a very, very special bond that uh, right. is great to see. It's very inspiring to see as well. Well, so, thank you. That, that's that's formed over years of battle. And I, as my, my running joke is we're like Butch Cassidy and a Sundance kid. We're going to have our back against each other and go down swinging together. <laughs> I like that. It's a good image to close. Maybe I should rework it somehow in the art for this episode. <laughs> but, I guess can, the image just visualizing it. Ah, yeah, I think you, the two of you would look it's cool. All good. It's all good. It's all good. Well, I really thank you for this chat i've enjoyed it tremendously a lot of a lot of amazing concepts and and wisdom that that you both shared and uh and i think i i really look forward you know to do this uh another time and, and just picking up something that resonates and and that we can put out because i i really admire and value your opinions and and your take in life so Personally, for me, it's a treat to to be able to have these conversations with the two of you and share with my audience. So thank you so much. And thank you for inviting us. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank thank you you very much. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us in this new episode. And until the next time. And until the next time. Mm -hmm.